Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up and welcome back to the Dream Mason podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. And uh, our guest who you're going to meet later is going to do my uh, stripper DJ voice because uh, apparently <laughs> that, that is where I should be with my name. I love it. Um, so we're going to get to our guest in a second. But and I don't want to get to him fast because he's powerful. He he brings a lot of like lightning and thunder. And uh, I don't want to waste a lot of time here. But what I do want to share, because I think it correlates, is I'm reading this amazing book. Uh, it's called The Three Laws of Performance. And I think our guest today generates a lot of performance, not only in his life, but the people that follow him, uh, people that are inspired by him, people that listen to him, people that that employ his companies. Uh, the line that I took away, which I loved, and I'm really excited to get his thoughts on this, is how people perform correlates to how situations occur to them. And I, I, I thought that was so simple, but so powerful. If you see the world from a certain lens, then you show up from that lens. So if you think things are going to be hard, you show up with this attitude of it's going to be hard. Maybe that makes you work harder. Maybe that intimidates you. Maybe, you know, if you think uh, money is scarce, then you show up to situations like with an attitude of how am I going to get this? It's hard to get. It's scarce. Not a lot of people have it. And that's going to impact the way you perform. So I really want to dive into that today. And again, I don't want to waste a lot of time. I want to introduce you to our guest. Um, I was introduced to him, I don't know, six, eight months ago uh, by my assistant who was like, you got to check this guy out. You're going to love him. He's just real. He's honest. He doesn't pull any punches. He is the founder of Lightspeed VT. He's the author of the book, The Hard Way. He's the host of the Dropping Bombs podcast. He's the creator of Closer School. And as I kind of deemed him, as I like watched his things, looked at him, he's a fucking truth teller. Like he just says it how, how it is. He doesn't pull punches. Bradley, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so happy to have you here. Dude, I appreciate you having me. This is like this is like a major honor. You got the hottest podcast going, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, now that you're on it, I do, right? Well, it'll definitely get a spike. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> I, I know I know you're busy. I know you're up to a lot. Um, dude, you know, we I want to I want to have you I want to ask you about that quote that I just like your perspective and your opinion on it. That and I can say it again for you. Um, how people how people perform correlates to how situations occur to them. Yeah, that's a weird way of saying it, but okay. <laughs> well, what does it mean to you? Well, I mean, basically, it says you know people react based on the situations that they're in. Well, no shit. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just a weird way to say it, but I agree with it technically. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to perspective, I teach that all the time, man. I mean, if people are following my Instagram, I get a lot of people hit me in the DM, like in, in, to a point now where I can't, I can't answer them all. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's kind of amazing too, because all I really do is sit behind my desk and do work. 
I decided to do what Gary V said, which is just document me. So I basically document what I'm doing. And then I have a couple of people grabbing those, those nuggets and dropping them out there. And they're resonating with people. Why? Because I think it's the truth. And I just got done saying, um, so I agree with your truth teller for 100%. That's, that's me. But I just got done saying about perspective that <clears throat> perspective and gratitude <clears throat> sounds cliche, but it's actually like the fastest way to make an impact in your life would be change your perspective and change your attitude. So again, you've heard the old story, two kids put one room or put them in each a room by themselves in a pile of horseshit. And uh, ultimately one's mad and one's happy. You know, you ask the one, the one why they're mad. You've heard that, right? I've never heard this. Please tell it. Well, basically there's two kids, you know, and you put them in a room full of horse shit. Both of them are in a separate room. One's playing and one's <laughs> crying. One's pissed. So after about two hours, you walk in there, you ask the pissed one, what's wrong? He says, what are you talking about, dude? You just stuck. You just locked me into a room full of shit. What do you, what do you expect from me? Go into the other room where the other kid's just playing around and you're like, what's up? Why are you so happy? And he says, well, with all this shit, there has to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> so at the end of the day, that's perspective. That's perspective. Same situation, different percep perception, different uh, uh, occurrence or situation occurs to them. You know, a, a different situation occurred to them, right? Yeah. That's perspective, 100%. So with perspective and gratitude, you'll, you'll make an immediate impact gratitude. Most people believe it or not take things for granted when they should actually be very grateful for things. Have you ever bought like a little kid, something, maybe a nephew or something yeah, you, yeah, and it was nice as shit. And if you were a kid, you'd have freaked out and they don't freak out at all. They just look at it like, yeah, whatever. And walk off. You ever done that? Of course. Yeah. Does it make you want to buy that kid more or less? No, less. Absolutely. Okay. So at the end of the day, I've done it a million times with my relatives and it's like, you know, prick, Little kids a prick, like that, you know, or spoiled. Like, what the hell? Did you just get them a four-wheel quad racer and they don't give a shit? They ask you if there's a helmet. You got did you get a helmet? Like it's like what? So at the end of the day, you don't want to buy those people, those types of people more. You want to get them less. You you feel bad for giving them what you gave them. Now imagine if universe was was you and we were the kids. Well, are you grateful? Well, no, I'm not grateful that I got another day to live. I'm not grateful that I have all my limbs. I'm not grateful that, you know, I can talk and have an iPhone and whatever. I'm pissed because I'm only making 80,000 and the government takes half of that. You know, that's perspective, bro. They got the wrong perspective. People always ask me, you know, your questionnaire, I think, said, you know, what's the biggest challenge you ever had? I'm like, bro, I don't think I've ever had any challenges. Yeah. Like my perspective is I don't, nothing other than you're dead or in prison is like seriously a problem. Is it? Well, dude, that uh, first of all, it's, it's incredible to hear you say it and you say it so clean and you, I love be, one of the things about the way you talk is it's, it's simple and it's to the point, right? It's not confusing. It's not too heady. Everyone can get it. How did you get this? I mean, is this from your parents? Like where did this mindset come from? You know, I developed it over time. I learned that's what the book's about, right? The hard way. It's basically the lessons I learned the hard way. Like, dude, I used to be all about myself. You know, you hear, oh, Zig Ziglar says it. The best way to get what you want is to help others get what they want. Well, he told me that. Like, I got a picture of him sitting right here in my office. You were here. You got, I, I sat there and did a little 
a little series with him called The Conversation on Character. And he always said that, and I never really understood what he meant. But ironically, now that I look back and I'm like, how did I build an eight-figure company? Because when you look back, Alex, it, it's, it's perfectly clear what you did right and what you did wrong and what you should have done and what you shouldn't have done. But moving forward, you don't have that luxury, right? You yeah. can't see moving forward. You just have to make choices. So like, let's keep shit simple. It boils down to choices, doesn't it? So I say, you can't get rich making poor choices. That's it. Like, let's not make it harder than that. Make some good choices, people. We know what good choices are, Alex. We wake up in the morning. Guess what? I'll present you with two choices. You pick, okay? Work out or don't work out. Work out. Yeah. See? Now, again, everybody <laughs> knows the right choice. Well, then why do people choose not to? That's just a choice, man. It's just the choice. Next thing you know, they get a little obese. Why? Just little baby choices. Hey, I'll have the donut instead of the fucking apple. But at the end of the day, dude, look, you get fat. Guess what? Opportunities start to decrease. People are like, oh, you can't say that. I'm trying to tell people the better looking you are, the more in shape you are, the more opportunities you get. That's just the truth. Like they say white privilege. Okay. Good looking privilege and, and, and fat and in shape privilege exists too. I'm telling you, there, there, there's all kinds of, you know, let's call it controversy that could be stirred up with this conversation. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, like if, if somebody 400 pounds walked in to, to, to apply for a job and somebody came in freaking just sharp as hell, obviously take care of themselves, obviously have enough discipline to freaking say no to a piece of cake or whatever, who would you hire if they were both equal? No, I, I love it's you're talking about things that exist like human bias, like that. And it's, also it's real. Yeah, no, but it's but it's and it's real. Yeah, I love that idea. If they're equal, there's these things that you're going to lean to. But I think the, the point here is what we do with the choices is our choice, right? You choose you make the choices to be fat. So then oh. you can't be upset that somebody doesn't want to date you or like you. Oh. you. You actually have a new choice. Make a new choice. I'm not saying that, you know. Uh, what is you've heard the saying like you choose your hard right it might be hard to go to the gym it might be hard to say no to cake but choose which one's harder and then deal with yeah. the consequences i don't say choose your heart i say choose your bitch but I, that, that that you know i i always say that because <laughs> it's a bitch being broke man it's 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 tough being broke and it's tough being rich so pick your damn bitch it's a bitch either way, bro. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be all upset, unhappy, rich. Thank you. Okay. People say, oh, the money doesn't buy happiness. Well, bro, you don't know where to shop. Follow me. I'll show you where to shop. Money does buy happiness. Shit, tons of it, too. Like, folks, and, and trust me, money doesn't cause problems. People say, more money, more problems. Bullshit. There ain't no more problems. You got the same amount of problems, whether you have money or you don't. Matter of fact, in my experience, and this is just my experience, you have more problems when you're broke. Like, you can't pay rent. You can't pay child support. Now you're going to jail. Okay. You can't, if you don't get out, if you're not out of jail, you can't work, can't catch up on child support. So now you're in jail forever, right? Debtor's prison. Man. <laughs> All right. How do you, when you, when, I, I, have you always, has it, has it always been so blunt, so truth, like so honest, or was there like a breakthrough moment where you're like, shit, I'm holding back. I'm not being authentic. I'm not being real. I need to start. Like I need to unleash the beast. It's funny that you're asking these questions. It's, I would I would be 
I know I haven't released the book because it's not completely finished and printed, but it's almost like you've read the book. But yeah, there was a defining moment. Funny thing is, it was about six years old to about, I don't know, 13. So from six to 13, I, I lived in a little crappy house on this hill that surrounded nice houses. All the other kids had a lot. I We had just average. My dad was like a mill worker. So <clears throat> little house it, it, on the top of this hill, I started lying to tell everybody we were rich. I, I said, my dad owned Disneyland and, you know, we're undercover living in this shithole type thing. And so obviously nobody believed me and, and I didn't realize it, but I was just basically alienating myself from any chance of friendship or being, you know, a cool kid. So ultimately from six to 13, man, I had to live in that town being known as a freaking liar. And I'm telling you, I couldn't shake it. It was not cool. I wouldn't wish that on any kid. And ultimately, you know, I still, I still, you know, had fun and, you know, didn't, I, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, in a dark cave getting abused, you know, but, but nobody really liked me. I wasn't picked first. I was avoided. Why? Because I was a liar. I'd lie if the truth sounded better for some reason. So when I got that ridicule and that shunned feeling, I guess I'd say closest to being shunned if you were like a pilgrim or a, or what do you call them? Um, <laughs> You know, I, 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 yeah. I mean, any anyone that's cast aside. No, who's who's the people? Who's the religion? Who are the religion that drive the buggies and the horses? Amish. Oh. <laughs> okay, I feel like I feel like being shunned like an Amish, where they just they all turn their backs on you if you do something wrong in that culture. So it's like that's how I felt, and so I'm like instantly when 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 my parents moved from that town to a town about 20 miles north. I told myself I'm never lying again to people and I'm not going to freaking cover up the truth. Like if I'm a broke joke, I'm a broke joke. If I freaking, if I'm, if, if I think something, I'm going to say it, I'm going to be who I am and I'm going to be authentic. Now I didn't realize it at the time I was, I was doing it. No, but in retrospect, it was the, the pivotal moment was when my, I, I literally lied and, and got punished by being, basically shunned yeah and then guess what you're not going to build a real relationship that way alex obviously you know if, if me if you and i get to know each other and i'm being fake eventually that relationship's going to be ruined or end why well because you find out i'm a weirdo like weirdos lie bro yeah. I mean, even and for me, it's like, you don't even have the experience though, because then I don't even, if, if we're talking about being friends, like I don't even get the experience of being with you because I'm pretending to be somebody else. My, my, my fake personality gets to enjoy your company, but who I really am misses the whole experience. Yeah. You know what, you know why people do that? Cause deep down they don't really like themselves and ultimately they've been telling themselves over and over for years in their subconscious that they're not necessarily truth tellers. So like, for example, you know, if you think back, if you thought to yourself, man, I'm going to start a diet on Monday and then didn't, yeah, you don't really realize it, but your subconscious mind just, just said, dude, you don't do what you say you're going to do. You're a liar. Okay. And it starts to build up this, I like to call it just hatred for yourself. Why? Well, cause, and you're not even aware of it too, cause it doesn't sound harsh. You know what it sounds like? Rationalization. Yeah, bro, think- bro, you don't need to stay here all night, dude. You've been working hard, man. Go home, go home, dog. And so it starts to make, it starts to get you to make choices. Cause again, it all boils down to choices. I always say the choices you make determine the road you take. Listen, 
If you guys want the master, if there is, people always ask too, Alex, what's the key to success? I say, there's no key. It's a combination, right? There's a combination to success, brother. And, it, it, and everyone has their own. Because like, I know a person that goes out and gets laid all the time, dude, strippers and prostitutes. I'm like, why are you telling me that, dude? If I was you, I wouldn't tell anybody. He's bragging about it. He thinks that's success. He thinks that's a part of being successful is, you know, nailing all the girls he wants to nail. <clears throat> but prostitutes, dude, that's dangerous in and of itself, isn't it? But at the end of the day, that's what he thinks success is. That's not what I think success is. I think success is spending time with my kids, hanging out with my family, you know, pursuing something uh, other than that. Now, again, I don't blame horn dogs, brother, but that's all perspective and that's all choices. So if somebody wants the key, if there is one, man, just start looking at the choices that you get faced with every day because it's the little choices that matter. The big choices take care of themselves if you choose the little ones wisely. And they happen all day, every day. You just get in this fog where you don't realize the significance of each decision. I love that. I love the like baby steps add up to the big thing. You don't have to worry about the big thing. Make the little choices. You get the big result. Also, I've never heard that combination thing. It's not as simple as a key. It's a combination of things that give you the success. Yep. I, I got curious while you're talking because you've you've built a, a an eight figure company from nothing. You you know you are on your way to building a billion dollar company. You have a book podcast. You do, you know, you're up to so many things, but you don't need to be anymore. Like you you could stop. You could just go play with your kids or whatever. What's the thing that motivates you every day to get up and keep building and keep growing and keep having an impact? Well, I'm not where I want to be. Where do you want to be? I wish I had some magical answer, but that's <laughs> like saying, Hey, if you got up in the middle of the night to take a piss, why don't you just stop in the kitchen and do it? I mean, you could, <laughs> it's, a, know, it's a choice. You? Yeah. I mean, what, it's, hey, what motivates you to get all the way to the toilet? Well, cause that's where you're headed, bro. Yeah. You well, don't stop halfway just cause you can. So what's the, what's the, mo what's the end? Like, what is your end goal? For me, for me, a yeah. billion. I just want to, you know, dude, millions and multi-millions, pretty much anyone can do that now. Literally. Now, again, that's another thing I preach. Quit thinking you're going to get billions of dollars. Dude, I've got a way to get there. Do you understand? Some dude, some dude doing landscaping talking about, you know, oh, I'm going to be a billionaire. Well, how? Okay, uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I just know I am. Dude, that's not likely. That's all I'm saying. It is possible. It's just not likely. So let's be real. Like people want to figure out how to get to a billion. I say start with a thousand. Can you get to a thousand? And they're like, well, oh, I could. Okay, let's start there, bro. Because you ain't going to get to a million until you went past a thousand, are you? <laughs> right yeah 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 just math yeah so it's just it's just like look i think i'm a firm believer in anything's possible but i also want to keep shit real i'm basing everything on being real the real bradley why well because if you look at the four key areas that you really want to focus on in life you want to focus on your relationships you want to focus on your environment you want to focus on affluence and you want to focus on lifestyle right if you can get those four key areas down you pretty much are living a, I say you know really good life why because dude it's real it's not going to go away it's not fake and it's and it's solid you know are you investing your money wisely you know how many times I've spent money trying to impress people I always say dude if I had all the money back that I spent trying to be 
to, to impress people, it would be an impressive amount of money. But what, it's spent. No one remembers anything about it. What's the billion signify for you? Anyone can be a millionaire nowadays. Like, it's, it's almost like, look, you get to a billion dollars, bro. You built a company. Like, like that puts you on stages and on books and on, hey, how about that? Okay, because guess what? It's hard to do. Shit, it's hard to get to eight figures. You know the statistics of a business staying in business isn't very good at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond you know why that is, though? This is why my mission is to, take, to, is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it because of that reason right there. Most companies go out of business. Most companies go out of business. The larger per- percent of all companies started in the United States, 90% go out of business within the first year. And then out of the 10% that don't go out of business that year, 90% of those are, let's say 82, I haven't checked in a while, 82% of those will be out of business within 10 years. So it's like, dude, it's hard. It's hard. And why do you think people want to go out of business? No, dude, they don't have the right knowledge. They don't know how to close deals. They don't know how to influence. They don't know how to create systems and processes. They don't know how to effectively train their staff. They don't know how to, you know, forecast. They don't know how to market. They don't know how to do a lot of these things. And, 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 and I think there's a lot of people who do. So let's take the knowledge from the people who have it and get it to the people who need it so we can live in a world more successful. Oh, isn't that sweet? So it's not about, it's not about the billion. It's about the impact. The billion, the billion is just the, the scoreboard, but it's the, the billion is the measuring stick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Money's yeah. just a measuring yeah. stick for talent. When you look at like if you got no money, dude, you got no talent. And if someone says that's not true, no, no, no. It's a measuring stick for it. So go apply your talent. And if you're that talented, people, people throw money at you. Look at basketball players. Okay. Look at athletes, baseball, golf. Why why are they throwing money at these people just because they're kick ass at a game? Well, I'll tell you why. Because people will pay to see them. Okay, well, what does that tell you? Are you you're asking me? Yeah, I mean, if you're, it, yeah. if you're keeping it simple, that tells you money follows attention. That tells you that if you're famous, even in a bad way, sometimes you're still you're still able to to draw money because of a train wreck life of yours that everybody wants to see or hear about or read about, and you can sell train wreck stories. It's crazy, dude! They make movies out of train wrecks. So at the end of the day, it's like, look, I was not, not like, you know, I walked uphill both ways, Alex, you know, I was so poor. My dad cut a hole in my pocket. So I'd have something to play with at Christmas. You know, we couldn't even eat, you know, we were fine. We were blue collar, you know, we had money, but we didn't have a lot of money. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, dropping out of school at 16, I should be like a blue collar, you know, construction worker uh, at home with a beer belly and freaking. You know, I shoot pool on Thursdays, you know, I shoot pool on Thursdays with my, with my construction buddies. You know, I make 60, 70,000 a year. I live in a one bedroom. I drive a truck, still owe up, still money. on. I still owe money on it. It's a 92. You know how many people like that are out there? Most. Okay. Most, dude, yeah. Every one of them should stop what they're doing and start a business. I didn't say, I didn't say maybe should, they all should. Okay. If, if anybody's, if any, and by the way, people always say, Brad, how do you say this in front of your employees? I say, look, dude, it's what I believe. If you're not making 
if you're not making more than let's say 70 grand a year, you might as well be working for yourself. Now it is dangerous. I, 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 I mind to tell you, like, I don't want to motivate someone to quit their job just because they hear this podcast and they're like, that dude's right. No, 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 I'm not right. Calm down, slow down. All I'm saying is think about starting your own business. Now, how would I do it? I would think about problems and solutions and I would, and I would start a business on the side. Why? Well, you're only probably working 40, 50 hours a week currently. Work another 20 and build your business. Now, you don't interrupt your life. You just sacrifice some time and you focus it on building a side business. And then that side business grows. There's MLMs, there's home-based businesses. You can invent services. You can invent products. You can do all kinds of shit. You can start a market. Anybody can start a marketing company. Let me ask you a question, Alex. If I could generate you $15 million next year, would you give me 20% of it? Absolutely. Okay, so now I work for Alex Terranova. Well, what do I do? I just started a marketing agency. I'm going to go get him more business than he can get himself. See what I'm saying? The opportunities are everywhere if your perspective's in the right place. Most people's perspective's out of whack. Oh, dude, life ain't, life's hard, bro. Life ain't easy. Hey, listen, life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. Dude, who's telling you this shit? Get rid of it. The 24-hour thing you talked about. People literally like, oh, man, we only got 24 hours in a day. You know, I'm running out of time. I didn't have time. You didn't have time? Shit. You didn't make time. That's the truth. People are not limited to 24 hours a day because they can buy other people's time. People like the ones I just described. You know, I can buy somebody's time to come hang out for eight hours and do what I tell them to do. Okay, so that means I got their eight hours and shit, there's unlimited of them. So guess what? I got thousands of hours. I can create time up the yin-yang. And guess what? I could even be talking to one right now. They're listening to this and they're like, they're fine with it. You know why? Because, dude, it's scary going out there, strapping one on and saying, shit, dude, if I don't pay rent, it's my fault. Well, stop. Don't do that, okay? Continue, build on the side. Or assess. Assess your skill set, man. Can you close pretty much anybody on anything? Are you well-connected? Are your social skills in check? Do you know how to build and nurture relationships? Do you? If the answer is no, no, I'm awkward at parties. Well, then freaking practice. Quit being a fucking idiot. Like, like, what do you mean practice? Look in the mirror and introduce myself. Yeah. How about look in the mirror and introduce yourself? How about freaking practice with your friends and relatives? Who are you? What makes you interesting? Why are you interesting? What are you interested in? Oh, you are not interested in anything? You're just interested in a fucking case of beer every day you get off work? Okay, well, see ya. Like, be interesting. What are you interested in? Do you read? What do you do? Like, what are your habits? What's your circle? Anybody can fix their situation, Alex. I think you know it. I think Dude. I know it. Dude. The question is, is how come everybody else don't? I, I have to know because people don't people don't know. So it's we're recording this. It's started before 10 a.m. We didn't we didn't talk before this. We didn't rehearse anything. I have to I have to know like where the fire, where the energy, like what do you do in the morning to bring <laughs> the because look, that alone, I look, I know I wake up, I work out, I do yoga, I get in the jacuzzi, I read, I do things because if I don't, I show up like a piece of shit everywhere I go. So I have to generate myself to show up the way I want to show up. How do you show up and like this and bring this? Because you didn't know me, you don't know this podcast, but you're bringing it as if you were talking to Gary Vee or anyone. What do you do to get yourself jacked up every day, motivated, running? 
Well, num- well, 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 number one, how do you know Gary Vee doesn't listen to your podcast? I don't, but he probably yeah. does actually. Cause again, he seems to be on everybody's shit. So guess <laughs> what? He's probably listening to mine, listening to yours. He's definitely following me on social media because a million people tag him. When I say throw patience out the window, when it comes to freaking getting your dreams and goals, like patience is freaking not good. I'm telling you, I got two stories. One of them's in my book. I learned shit the hard way. You know, the best teacher in the world, death. Dying is the best lesson you can learn, but you can't afford the lessons. That's my opening line. But anyway, so I basically drank turpentine when I was a kid, went to the freaking hospital, got revived, obviously came back, but I was blue and technically pronounced dead, literally. So they told my dad basically to have patience. Well, if he would have had any patience whatsoever, I'd be dead. Now, most people would say, dude, obviously in that situation, All right, well, listen, that's the situation you're in if you don't have what you want. That's the situation your goals are in because you ain't getting them. It's been how long? Okay, you graduated when? That's like like the girls that have a baby and then blame the baby for them being fat five years later. It's like your kid's five. Quit blaming the kid that you got a little love handles. Like, dude, if you want love handles, love your handles. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, listen, listen, real. I didn't finish that. Real, real relationships, environment, affluence, and lifestyle. Relationships, number one, you have to build the one with yourself first. If you can build the one with yourself first, okay, where you actually like yourself, then you can introduce yourself. Then you don't look like you don't feel like a dipshit in in, in parties and networking events and stages. And and again, it's like, well, I'm not on stage. Exactly. Why not? You're not saying much. Uh, are you afraid? Because here's what it boils down to, Alex. And I and I will get to your question, by the way. Sorry, but let me ahead. answer the yeah, answer yeah. this this first. The reason why they uh, 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 aren't on a stage or they don't speak up is because they basically fear what other people think, and that I think is what's broken about me. I don't give a rat's dick what people think because I know I'm doing good. In other words, if you talk shit about me, it's only because you don't know me. Like, you don't know me, bro. If you knew me, you would never say a bad word about me. How do I know? Well, because, dude, I don't screw anybody. I over-deliver. I freaking do everything I say I'm going to do, obviously, within my control. I freaking, I'm a good dude. I'm helping people. I give shit away. I I value relationships over money. Because if you don't value relationships over money, okay, you got a problem. Like, I know people, real big people, they value money over relationships. And I told them. I said, dude, you keep valuing money over relationships and soon you'll have neither. Okay. Cause I'm telling you relationships are the most important and the one with yourself is the most important. So that's, that's what the real acronym stands for. Now, how do I find this energy? It's unfortunately uh, just built into me. Why? Because of my perspective, what we started to talk about. Mm-hmm. F- listen, I see this as an opportunity. You say, you know, you, you're, you're talking to me like I'm Gary V. Well, fuck dude, you should be talking like you're Gary V. Okay. At the end of the day, I say yes to podcasts for one reason. Why? Well, because if my goal is to get the knowledge out, well, I have knowledge. So I, I, it's my, it's my duty and obligation to, to do these big or small. Now, again, if they, if I know they're tiny, like, Oh, this is episode two. Oh, bro. I'll be, I'll be episode 100. How about that? I always tell people, you know, if you want me on your podcast, you know, I got to be at least episode 50 because if it's episode nine, you may not even stick with it, bitch. 
Anyway, listen, I feel like sometimes the, the, the reason I'm, I, I show up excited is because I see everything with opportunity. Like everything's an opportunity. There's an opportunity right here. Someone's listening to this right now. It's going to look me up and pay me. I'll bet you anything. Someone's going to be ordering my book. Someone's going to say, and by the way, there'll be haters too. See, that's the thing. Like I could sit here and be like this, Alex. Excellent, sir. You know, that's a great question, Alex. Um, allow me to ponder on that and get back to you because I don't want to say anything that might offend somebody. You know what I'm saying? I could be like that, but, but then I'm what you call invisible. Like, yeah. you don't yeah. know me. You don't know my views. You don't know my positions. <clears throat> Too many people are afraid of the hate to find the love. Make sense? Mm. Yeah. Like, I'm not afraid of the hate. And that's why I'm finding some love. Now, some people like what I'm saying, and some people like how I say it, which is to the point and point blank. You ask why I'm like that? Because I believe in communication. I believe in clarity. I provide clarity in a world of chaos. So at the end of the day, most people hear all this shit, like with that quote you said, how people perform correlates to the situation that occurs to them. Well, now again, I'm a pretty smart dude, dude. And I got to think like, what is it? What? Oh, oh, what you meant was, you know, people react based on the shit that's happening to them. Yeah. Oh, well, then that's how I would have said it. Why? Well, because again, I'm trying to get you to understand me, aren't I? Simple. You, um, you just talked about being polarizing and I fucking love that. The, the, you're afraid people are afraid of the hate. So then they can't get the love. Like it comes together. If you want, if you want to fall in love with somebody, another human being that comes with heartbreak, they come together. It's you're going to get, somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to get sick. Something's going to happen. I love how you put it. I've never heard it that way. And I think that people miss that anyone great, anyone you or I admire, anyone ever from the history, from Gandhi to Martin Luther King to JFK to Tony Robbins, whoever, there's as many people that hate them as there are that love them. But, and, and they're, you know, they're not their tribe, right? If you don't, if they don't believe in them, who cares? But they were willing to be hated. I love how you put that. I've never heard it said like that. How do you teach this to your kids? Like, how do they, like, how are they getting, how old are they? And how are they getting this information from you? And how do they receive it? Well, it's funny because um, I tell them to follow me on social media. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I mean, I've got two, I've had three sets of kids. I always tell people I got six kids from four women, but I can explain. Now, when I was in high school, okay, everybody was talking about having sex. And so I figured at 17, I'd try it. Well, I tried it once and had a little girl. So now I'm 17 with a little girl. Obviously, you know, like anybody, that shit happens. So that doesn't make me necessarily trailer trash, does it? Just no. So right, right now, everybody can understand. Ah, tried sex, had a baby. Happened again a year later. Boom, now there's two. So then I got married and had two boys. Then I got divorced, unfortunately. and Or not unfortunately, but, you know. I, I divorced and boom, got married 10 years ago to my lovely current wife. And we had two little girls. So it depends on which ones you're talking about. The first two, they didn't hear it at all. Okay. I was a dipshit running around, thought, thinking I know everything, learning shit the hard way, being an irresponsible punk. Okay. Dropping out of school, freaking just dumb shit. Right. 
the, the, the next two, they heard it from me, but they didn't hear it from me much because I was working 80 hours a week and, and making excuses that I needed to grind my face off. So they heard a little bit from me. They heard a lot uh, 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 of arguing with their mother and me because, you know, we're not getting along. So I'd say, damn, failed on that one too. Now these two, my third chance, brother, I'm telling them every single day. Matter of fact, my wife gets mad at me because my little girl keeps telling her, no, I can do anything I want to. When she <laughs> says, no, you can't. She says, daddy says I can. But that's not what I'm saying. Like you can misbehave. I'm saying, listen, you can do anything you want to because it's the truth. You just have to, you just have to understand. I forget, uh, let's call it enlightened almost. I don't like to sound, you know, like, like uh, you know, all spiritual or anything. But at the end of the day, the human being is an, is an amazing creature amazing creature and, and the mind that controls the body is, is is the most powerful thing on earth so at the end of the day if you wanted to and you believed it you you could do literally anything you want that landscaper i said is not likely to be a billionaire definitely could be like it's all about it's all about well it's just possible i believe that wholeheartedly when I, I, I can teach people three things one you want to be you know gratitude right i use i call it a million dollar morning so basically, let's pretend I gave you a million dollars cash right now. Most people would be like, wow, dude. And for the next week or two, maybe even a whole year, they're extremely excited. Okay. Nothing really gets them bummed unless there was a major, major thing. Everybody else, all the trivial crap is like no big deal whatsoever anymore. They are in a good mood. They're showing up with spirit. They're, I mean, it's on fire. Okay. So. If I said, I'll give you a million dollars and you get that excited for that period of time, would you trade that for your life? And then everyone would say no. Well, then when you wake up in the morning and open your eyes, you realize that that very moment, you just got a gift more valuable than a million dollars. Every morning is worth a million dollars to you. You just admitted it. You wouldn't take a million dollars cash for your life. Well, then every day you wake up, guess what? Gift more valuable than a million dollars. What are you doing with it? Who are you talking to? Where are you going? What are you learning? What are you doing? And by the way, like, that's what puts my perspective immediately in the right place. So now I don't have to go to work. I get to go to work. I want to do the podcast. I get to do the podcast. I get to meet, I get to meet Alex Terranova and Accomplishment Media. But anyway, at the end of the day, man, we both, you, you definitely have a DJ uh, name. I, I think it's a DJ voice too, but, <laughs> but ultimately, and that's what I would want to teach listeners right there. Be grateful. And that's how you do it. You wake up. I used to do this, believe it or not, put a sign on my wall that when I woke up, it said, you get another day, congratulations, you know, or whatever. And, and I read it. And then I, and then even if you mentally go, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because again, if you don't believe what I'm saying, well, then you're an idiot or you didn't hear what I said. Okay, would you take a million dollars to not wake up tomorrow? The answer is no. Well, then waking up tomorrow is worth more than a million dollars. Is it not? And if everyone goes, well, yeah, now that you put it like that. Okay, then when you wake up tomorrow, bitch, get excited like you got a million dollars. And that's how you have a million dollar morning. And if you put 30 of those together, guess what? Woo, you're on your way, dog. Now, that's being grateful. The other one is repairing one's own confidence. See, the reason I don't care what you think about me is because I already know 
I'm a good dude. And the reason why is for these, for these steps, it wasn't always like that. So listen up listeners, you better pull your truck over and get your pet out. I know you got one. So here's how you do it. Number one, just like if you were going to apologize to any friend that you dicked over, what would you do first, Alex? Apologize. Say, I'm sorry. Call. call. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So as lame as that sounds, dude, let's write it down. Forgive yourself. Okay. Say you're sorry to yourself. Who does that ever? But this is the key. This is the secret. This is the big win. This is the shit I could charge 25 grand and tell you in a mastermind or just tell you because who gives a shit? But at the end of the day, listen, if you guys aren't winning, I'm not winning. Why do people always say, Brad, I, I, I follow your shit on, online and I'm telling you, you're giving me more information than courses I'm buying. I'm like, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? You know what I say to them? Well, be, well because, dude, if everyone's more successful, everyone will have more money to give me. <laughs> so if you want everybody else broke, then you got the wrong perspective. I want everybody else rich. I want people so rich they can just throw me 50K because I want to. But anyway, let me go back to it. So first thing you do is you forgive yourself. Second thing you do is you make a commitment. Now look up the word commitment, folks. It's very important you understand this word. You commit to do what you say you will do. Alexa, what is the definition of commitment? Commitment is usually defined as the act of committing, giving in trust or charge. For more, ask me to give you more definitions for commitment. Thank you. So you heard now, yeah. you commit to do what you say you will do. No more will you ever not do what you say you will. So just guess what? Be careful what you agree to. That's all. Just think through a little bit more every time you open your mouth. And guess what? You're already better off. Immediate impact. So now you're very careful what you commit to. Okay? Because you always do what you say, Alex. If you say it, you better do it. Okay, now step three, after you forgive yourself and you commit to do always do what you say you're going to do, you're going to freaking set 10 small goals a day. Everybody always tells you, get these big old stupid goals, big old audacious goals or whatever they're called. No, 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 dude. Just a couple small goals. Why? Well, because you need to program your head that you're a winner. Okay, and 10 small goals a day that can be attained, your subconscious will then begin knowing, damn, some bitch is doing what he said he was going to do. Damn, he's a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I win every day, all day I win. I win at least 10 times a day, no matter what. I win is what I do. So now all of a sudden my mind is like, dude, you are a winner, brother. And guess what? It starts to guide you to make better choices, winning choices. And all of a sudden you start winning. You start to feel like you're freaking, what's his name? With the tiger's blood. Like, dude, listen, it's not, yeah, it's not rocket science, man. All you have to do is set 10 small goals a day that you can actually achieve and achieve them and make sure they're a little bit better than yesterday. So you're outdoing yesterday a little bit better every single day and you're doing it. It's not a question. Why? Well, because you do what you say you're going to do. So you set 10 small goals a day and you hit them. And your mind doesn't know the difference between a big win or a small win. It just knows a win, right? They, there, was a, there was a study where they took two, two sets or no, three sets of basketball players. One of them practiced free throws. One of them yeah. thought about practicing and one of them didn't. The one that thought about practicing free throws improved the same amount as the one that did. Because your mind doesn't know the difference between experience and freaking imagination, visualization. Mm -hmm. 
Like if that, if that's a fact, guys, that's what I meant by, by saying like, we're some powerful creatures. If your mind is that powerful, minds have healed itself. Minds have stopped bodies from bleeding. This is documented scientific fact. You can look it up. So like people can hold their breath for five minutes. Well, why can't you? Why can't I? Well, because we're not conditioned, but the mind can do anything. So once you have those small commitments, your mind is going win, win, win. You're doing what you say. You start to repair that relationship with yourself for all the years you procrastinated and lied. Then you give it about 60 to 90 days and the most crazy thing will start happening. Okay. People will start running their pie hole about you. Like, in other words, someone will, the, the, the haters will identify themselves, the snakes, the weeds. I say weed your garden every so often. Why? Well, because, dude, you got to keep negative people away and out. So after about 90 days of you doing this, you'll start walking a little taller and you'll start demanding a little more respect. Why? Because you think you deserve a little more respect and you do. And then you're going to start thinking, I need a little more money and I should have a little more money and you do. Okay. And everything will start being like, Hey, you'll start to feel a little more like, Hey, I got to get rolling here. And then all of a sudden people will be like, Oh, is Alex getting an education? Look at Alex. Look at Alex. He thinks he's going to be rich. Okay. Will you identify those people? And you elite, you delete them or at least block them and do not receive their stupidity. That's step four. Okay, now step five. What do you think step five is? Man, I have no idea, but I'm excited to hear. Repeat every three months. <laughs> nice. And that right there, dude, will build you a freaking unbelievable self-esteem, self-worth, self-image, self-love, self-confidence, whatever you want to call it. It'll allow you to walk into a room, walk up to anybody there, reach out your hand, shake, smile, and be like, what it is? I'm in the house. Hey, Alex Terranova is here. Now, again, some people, oh, my God, that guy's obnoxious. Guess what? That's what you want. You know why? Because if that's you, the authentic you walking into the room and someone doesn't like you, guess what? They shouldn't be around you. So the universe has, has a way of, of if, if you just be yourself, the right people come and the wrong people go. And, and I always make a joke because the right people leave your life, not wrong people. See, the right people come into your life and the right people leave your life. What does that mean? Well, if you're looking to succeed, you can't hang around people that aren't. Okay. If you're looking to be positive, you can't look, you can't hang around negative people. Don't, I always say, dude, if you don't want a haircut, stay out the barbershop. But at the end of the day, you do that over and over, bro. In about six months, people are going to be walking around going, dude, I, I've never felt better. I'm a good dude. They start demanding more. Next thing you know, their relationships are going better. People start offering more opportunities. And if they do the grateful every morning, dude, they wake up, put their, put their perspective in the right position from the get-go. And now everything's an opportunity. Opportunities are everywhere. And all of a sudden, dude, you show up like I do. Why? Because, dude, it's exciting. Life's exciting. Life ain't hard. Don't believe that shit. Okay? Don't believe that shit. Dude, you are a fucking monster. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I don't even, you've just dropped, you've dropped bombs. You do what you say you do. Thanks for having integrity. Thanks for showing, hey. thanks for showing up as, as the man that I've seen and that I've heard about. Um, dude, I'm super grateful. You, you came here today. 
I think I asked you like five questions and you just unloaded your encyclopedia of wisdom and brilliance and knowledge. And you did it in a way that was like, I'm laughing like the whole time. Uh, so thanks. So just, just, just so you know, out of the four acronyms, I only, I only dove a little bit into the relationship with yourself. So trust me, when you, when you say I unloaded the encyclopedia shit, I haven't even opened the curtain dog. <laughs> well, we, we, I mean, there's, well, I guess there's not limited time. We could keep going, but no, I, I mean, I could show you how to get real. R E A L. That's what you want. You want you want to get real, dude. You want to get real with your business. You want to get real with your life. You want to get real with your relationships, your lifestyles, your affluence. You know what affluence is? The impact. A lot of people, impact. Lot of people heard the heard the word, but nobody really. Every time I say, do you know what it is? No it's one imp- says what it actually it's, is. It's impact. Do you know right? what affluence is? It's it's the way you affect people. It's impact. No. No. Alexa, <laughs> what is the definition of affluence? Affluence is usually defined as abundance of money, property, and other material goods, riches, wealth. For more, right. ask me to give you more definitions for affluence. Okay, you want some or no? Yes. Yes, of course. You, hey, do you want more or no? Yes, absolutely. Okay, dude, you got to get real with some shit then. That's my bottom line, dog. That's my bottom line. That's what I'm excited about is showing people, look, how do you get real, dude? And by the way, you know what real might be? Real might be going from 60,000 to 250. Okay, that might be real. Guess what? It might not be real going to a billion. Guess what? You're not getting to a billion until you reach 250. So no matter where somebody is, I can show them how to get real. But it, but it's not easy, but it's simple. You see the difference? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I can give you the step-by-step to doubling your income this year. Would you like to double your income this year? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Okay, it's, it's going to be simple, bro, but yeah. this is how you do it, okay? Do more than you're doing. <laughs> hey, and get better at what you're doing and then scale it. Now, if you wrote that down, I said, do more, get better, scale. Now, how do you do more? Now, watch. If you don't know how to do more, Alex, than you're already doing, well, then what do you need? Help. You need knowledge. You need knowledge. You don't know how to do more. Oh, okay. Well, let's take a look. How many employees you got? Three. You got three? Well, shit, why not out of fourth? Oh, I don't want to out of fourth. Oh, shit. Then you're making the choice not to grow. See what I'm saying? People, it all boils down to choices when it boils down to the bottom, bottom, bottom. But at the end of the day, to double someone's income, they just do more, get better and scale. So let's take a normal person on a, with a normal commission job because that makes it easy. Now, it, it, by the way, it gets harder when you have a salary job and you can't do more and the company doesn't give you any more hours. Well, then guess what? Go join freaking MLM company and build a company. Go start a company. Oh, I don't want to see, see, choice. Then shut up. Dude, if you don't want to play, take off the jersey. Sit your ass down, son. Get out of the way for the rest of us players. Woo! But at the end of the day, if you do want to play, you got to know the rules. Well, what are the rules, Alex? What are the rules? Okay? And by the way, there's another acronym if you want. The rules for an extraordinary and accomplished life. That's real. Okay? And if you're looking for Bradley on the internet, look for the real Bradley, because that's what it's all about, man. Let's make this shit real. Oh, yeah, I was telling you how you do it. So you, so you do more. And obviously, how, what does that mean? Let's say you, you talk to 20 customers and you, and you make $10,000 on average a month. Every month, you talk to 20, 20 some customers. And every month, you're making between eight and 10,000 a month. Okay, guess what? Talk to 40 customers. 
The only answer is, I don't know how. Oh, well, if you don't know how, let me show you. But that's not the question. The question is, how do I double my income? You do more than you're doing now. You do double what you're doing now, and you'll usually double your income. And if you don't know how to do it, then that's then that's a that's a train. That's an education thing. It's not a it's not a it's not a roadblock. It's a it's a temporary, you know, check mark that you have to go do. So if if everybody right now listening to this wanted to double their income, they say do more, get better, scale. So you do more, you get better, then you scale. How do you do it? Well, you increase what you're doing, then you get better at what you're doing. So you don't have to do as much to make the same amount. Does that make sense? So if right now I'm talking to 10 people, I'm making 10 grand. Okay. If I talk to 20, I'll probably make 20 grand. But if I get better, I might be able to make 20 grand talking to the same 10. Mm -hmm. So now you do that, but you max out to where eventually you're like, dude, I don't have any more time. I can't do more myself. And that's the key word myself, because how you scale is then you just hire somebody to do what you should be doing or could be doing that's that's profitable. So like if I make $1,000 every time I do a podcast, I might hire somebody so I can do more podcasts. Why? Because I can hire them to go do the stupid shit I was doing that, that, that pays 200 bucks. See the difference? So you scale it, bro, and I guarantee you'll make twice as much than you did last year. And if you literally did what I just told you to do, you got your whole team together and you said, Dude, I want to prove this guy wrong. And by the way, that's how you figure out whether someone's full of shit or not. Go apply what someone tells you before you say it doesn't work. You know how many people don't even do that? Alex, I sell closer school training to people that want to learn how to sell, close, and persuade. It's what I used to teach, what started the whole thing off. But anyway, 53% of the people that pay me over $1,000 to get in never log in. Or no, I'm sorry, 53% log in. That means 47% don't. Insane. Yeah. You know what's crazier than that? 72% of all statistics are made up on the spot. People <laughs> love them. Okay? Yeah. You know what's crazier yeah. than that? Yeah. 10 out of 7 people don't understand fractions. <laughs> 4 out of ten, 2 ten, people ten, don't ten understand out, math at all. 10 out of 7? Uh, <laughs> um, dude, I love what you just, the do more, do better scale. What I also saw it as, it's a place to see where you are, right? Like, I, oh, I've been doing more. I'm, in, I'm out of that range. I'm in the do better range. How do I create more with the same amount? And then, oh, wait, I want to go to the next range. Now it's time to scale. Like, it actually, not only is it a, hey, these are the way, but you can, if you're in it, like, I was like, oh, I'm right here. I need to be, for me to go to the next place, I need to scale. That's where I'm, that's next. So it's not only a how to do it, but it's a measurement stick of where you're actually at if you're willing to be real with yourself and be honest about it. See, be real, dog. That's why I love that real thing because, dude, you got to get real with yourself. So just like, so, so let's say you're getting ready to scale. If you scale without a light speed interactive training system, you're nuts. You want me to prove it? Watch. If you're going to go grow and scale a business, you better focus on four key areas. Number one, sales, Okay. Sales usually fixes all problems. If you don't have a badass sales team and can maintain and duplicate them, in other words, you, you can create badass salespeople 24-7, 365, anytime you want, right? Why? Because you, you, you got the ability to do that. You focus on sales. 
Now you better focus on customer service because guess what? Just because you get a customer, if you piss one off, now you created an enemy, which will cost you six more customers. So you don't want to freaking lose a customer once you get it through poor treatment. So does all your team know how to treat them with the latest and greatest customer service? Then you better focus on compliance. Why? One, kicking the ball, son, and you might go out of business. One big lawsuit for safety or compliance in any direction, dude, you can go out of business instantly and ruin your whole party. Then the fourth one is team development. Do you or do you not intend to develop yourself and your team? If the answer is, well, not really, I hadn't thought about it. Do you wanna be better next year or stay the same? And if the answer is I wanna be better and I want my team to be better, my question would be, what resource, what library of developmental intelligent content do you have available to produce that result and if the answer is i don't well then you need one so focus on sales customer service compliance and team development okay if you don't have those four things you're not scaling shit and when you do scale okay focus on these four things you ready good content repetition practice and accountability the good content is the remedy, it's the medicine. The repetition is what makes it work. That's why when you go to the doctor, dude, you get a shot for, for, for something, you know, <laughs> boom. You go back, get another shot. Guess what? Go back, get another shot. Why? Well, because it's a treatment. Well, what's the cure? There is no cure, dude. Training is something you do, not something you did. Okay, training and development is an ongoing thing. So you have to have a system and the system only requires four things to make it effective. Good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. Most companies don't do all of those, which is why their training is very weak and ineffective. So if right now you, I'm scaling my business, good, focus on sales, customer service, compliance, and team development. And then whatever, whatever you're doing for that, make sure that there's repetition, practice, and accountability. If you plug those in, bro, you, you determine how, how hard you want to step on that gas because the rest is just growth massive massive hockey stick growth this is what lightspeed vt does too this is where you built this is the business you built this is your like bread and butter expertise right yeah, yeah. that's what that's what's doing eight figures yes yeah so I, I checked it out before and i can tell you i so i used to open up hospitality i used to open up restaurants and bars from 16 to 32 before i left that and got here and I could say that everything you're saying from personal experience in opening up restaurants and bars is the reason restaurants closed or didn't succeed or didn't perform to the level that they were. I wish I knew you like eight years ago when I was doing that. Um, I want So people can check you out at Lightspeed VT. They can find you at the, the Real Bradley on Instagram. The real is the website is the real Bradley too, right? Or is it no? It's no. Brad, it's just, I just I just went with Bradley.com. and it, and Lee is spelled L E A. It is, which is funny because people always say, "Is that Leah?" I say, "I don't know." Do you drink Tia? <laughs> Dude, Brad, thank you so much, man. I'm super grateful for your time, the the I, the energy, the the wisdom. I I always I, I love I write down as much as I can when I'm doing this. Cause I want for me as much as I want to provide for everyone else. And, uh, I got a ton from you today. So I know that everyone listening does too. And, uh, I'm just super grateful for your time and, uh, your wisdom and just the energy, man. It's cool to be with well, you. I appreciate that. I hope your check don't bounce. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Hey, Hey, by the way, if you're ever in Vegas, 
hit me up um because i'll have you on dropping bombs it'll be fun yeah let's do it I'm, I'll come i don't to do, i don't do webinar interviews though unless unless like you know i guess i would if it was like trump or somebody but dude the 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 internet always gets choppy i'm always like dude like i hate these let's just do it live dude, I'll, I'll, plus, i will come to vegas you, plus when you roll in you're gonna look around and go holy shit man what do you do here and that's where i go oh funny that you should ask <laughs> and then i close your ass on a system i'm down i just said it and what i learned is i can't say things that i don't mean so that's right that's right but now you but i gotta hold you to it also so i'll see you in vegas all right buddy appreciate you guys all right man take care peace thanks for listening honestly i'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream and i'm super grateful for your support if you got anything from this please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.